Hey everybody, and welcome back to That They Know You. This is the podcast that invites its listeners to pursue a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Our foundational verse is John 17, verse 3, and it goes like this. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you've sent. My name is Nate Akers, in case this is your first time listening. Welcome. If not, I'm glad that you're here again. Um, let's uh, go ahead and start this with some prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today and we thank you for this time. We thank you that we live in a world where most of us can practice our faith and follow you and walk with you and allow you to lead us. Lord, I want to pray for those in the world who can't follow you or aren't allowed. I pray that you lift their spirits. Thank you for the listeners that you've sent this way. I hope that the words of my mouth are inspired by you and that they are filled with you when they listen. This is not from my glory, Father. This is for you. This belongs to you. So please lead me and guide them and guide myself. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Today, we were listening to the song Tabernacle, and the opening verse was 2 Timothy 2, uh, yeah, chapter 2, 20 through 21. So we'll start with the song Tabernacle by We the Kingdom. When trouble comes, God, I will call, I will call on your holy name. So first, starting out, they're starting a, a mission statement that when trouble comes my way, I will remember to call on your name, on your holy name. I am the tabernacle of the Most High God. These people are living into who they are. His Holy Spirit dwells inside of me. Jesus said at the well to the woman there that there would come a day soon when people would not worship God at a hill or at a temple and what have you, that it would be done spiritually. And that day has come. It's here. We can now worship God spiritually. Your body is a tabernacle. It's a temple for God. So that is a very important thing. It's a very special thing that we should take care of ourselves and love ourselves and live accordingly to what God has planned for us. It says, I will live my life to glorify my king. I am a vessel for his majesty. So we are to live lives, our lives according to glorify him. So that when we walk down the streets, people can see that person acts like a Christian. We should be that good. I know it's hard. It's hard for me sometimes. It's hard for me a lot of times to be that person. But that's what Jesus wants us to be. And it's not so that we can feel good and so that we can look good. It's for them. It's for those people out there to see us and to say they're different, they're loving, they're forgiving. They recognize that they are sinful people who are in need of a Savior too. And maybe if they 
decided that it's for them, maybe there's a chance for me. That's why we're supposed to live the way we do to glorify our king because of the way he lived for us. Now let's glorify him. So I am a vessel for his majesty. I've been saying to myself, pour yourself out and let God fill you up with the Holy Spirit. Just do away with the, the, sinful, the sinful man and be filled with Jesus Christ as a, as a vessel. I imagine a giant clay jar, not giant or anything, but you know, a clay jar where Jesus can fill up inside. Hollow me out, Lord, and fill me up with your Holy Spirit. So they go on. Oh, praise the Lord. Come bless the Maker. Lift up your voices and lift them high. When we are washed by the blood of Jesus, we walk in freedom from death to life. When we're washed by the blood of Jesus, we walk in freedom from death to life. So we were doomed to death. But now that we're washed, we walk into life because we are learning who he is. We're learning who our Abba is and how much love he has for us and how he wants to give us a, a, a life full of joy and when hard times come we know where to go we know to run to our our Abba to our daddy and say daddy I'm hurting right now please help or daddy I don't know where to go I don't know what to do and he'll give you peace if you just keep going to him keep trusting in him in the good times and in the bad times always 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 we always have to go to him. His revival purifies my heart and soul, and I obey because I love him. I really do, is what they say. So that's strange. His revival purifies my heart and soul. So the revival that he gives you, the like you feel alive, it purifies your heart and your soul, and I obey him because I obey because I love him. That's repentance. That's the changing of our minds towards sin. And now we want to say, look at what I did for you. Look what I'm doing. I, because of you, I'm living this way. And that gives me joy. Whereas before I was living for myself, and I always walked away feeling guilty or bad or selfish or you name it. Didn't feel right. But now, because you tell me to love God, and then love others as myself. Now, because if I'm loving others as myself, I want to serve them. I want to get down and wash their feet. I want to make them feel good. I want to lift them up and give them a good message or a, a, a hope and to tell them, my friend, I'm here with you. I understand that you missed that guy. I understand that you missed that person, but I'm here for you and I'm praying for you and I'm here. I notice you. And I really believe that it's just a small kind word can go a long way sometimes. So it's just practicing random acts of kindness in some ways. I obey him because I obey because I love him. I really do. He has torn down strongholds by his word alone, and I have been set free from every sin. Strongholds. He has torn them down. What strongholds? He tore down all sorts of strongholds in the Bible. He cast out demons in, in God's name. People who, were, who, who had been stricken by being demon-possessed for years, people had given up on them. 
Jesus came in and tore down their strongholds. He cast out a woman with seven demons in there. And by the way, seven is the number for complete. And some scholars believe that a woman, the woman who had seven demons, I think it's probably Mary Magdalene, but that's just that's just me. Um, actually, no, I'm pretty sure it says that. Sorry, don't hold me to that. Anyway, seven demons means a complete number. They're not sure, but they but he cast out a lot. The woman had a lot going on. Bad. He cast them out, and so she dedicated her life to him from that point, that moment on. And I love the way that the the chosen has portrayed Mary Magdalene. Excellent actress, excellent character. Um, that that character, because of that story, um, because of that show, has a very soft spot in my heart. Anyway, strongholds. He can he. He, uh, he tears them down by his word alone. God has sent his word, the Logos, Jesus Christ, and has torn down all the strongholds. And if you have a stronghold in your heart and you're holding out on God, please let him tear it down. You will not understand the joy of Jesus until you allow him, allow him into your heart. They go into the, the chorus again. Oh, praise the Lord, come bless the Maker. Lift up your voices and lift them high. When we were washed by the blood of Jesus, we walked from freedom and freedom from death to life. So when trouble comes, God, I will call, I will call on your holy name. And you pick me up before I fall. And they say in the song, now that's amazing grace. You pick me up before I've even fallen. I might feel like I've fallen. I might be down. I might be in the in the dumps. Bad things might have happened, but you have already picked me up. You're already there holding me. I am the tabernacle of the Most High God. His Holy Spirit dwells inside of me, and I will live my life to glorify my King. I am a vessel for His majesty. Oh, praise the Lord. Come bless the Maker. Lift up your voices and lift them high. When we are washed by the blood of Jesus, we walk in freedom from death to life. And they go on. I won't bore you guys, but okay. <clears throat> I like that song an awful lot. It uh, it inspires me. It uplifts me. The um, it's hard to listen to that song and not feel joy because of how good God is, and what a great Savior we we get to serve, a King who is alive today and awaits his triumphant return to bring his church home. And I can't wait for that day either. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 20 through 21. This is the English Standard Version. That's the homework. Hopefully you got to study it like I did. It says, Now in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So, set apart as holy. You, me, holy, like God, because of who is in our hearts. I don't know about you, but sometimes I struggle with with that um that can be kind of a difficult thing for me to see because i i know myself and the devil loves to remind me of who i am and you know what that's okay 
because I get to remind him of who he is and his destiny. And then I remember what my destiny is and that I'll be living with my father in heaven doing all the cool things that God's got in mind for me and him and all of my brothers and sisters in Christ in heaven. And it won't be so fun for him. Let's just say that. Because if it's anything like the way that I've heard it said in the past, um, imagine not ever getting to see your most beloved person that you can think of ever again when you could have had the opportunity of being with him forever. Not that, not that Satan has that opportunity, but he was in the presence of God and then was cast out. That's why he hates you. He doesn't want you to have that. He doesn't want you to even get a taste of it. That's why he drags you down and attacks you. So you're in the right place. Your heart is in the right place if you've been listening to these. If you've been seeking out his word from other sources, from other other podcasts, make sure to check them biblically. Check me. Make sure that I'm right. I'm trying to do the best I can. But if something doesn't strike you as right, find find something where the Holy Spirit is telling you what's true. Make sure to check it. Romans 12, 2, I believe, is right, tells us to check the word. I, I can't remember exactly it is right, right off the top of my head. Anyhow, let's carry on. Okay, let's see. All right. So the song mentions being a tabernacle for the Most High God. Oh, Romans 12.1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So presenting our bodies as holy and and clean and acceptable to God as a living sacrifice. I've been going over this um, sacrificing our uh, our own our own desires here for a little while, and I know you guys are probably sick and tired of hearing about it. But I want you to know how important it is, because if we continue living the way that we did before, then we're not living. We're not going to live in such a way that other people will see that. And want to follow suit they have to see something about us that is endearing to them is charming is 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 pleasant is kind is beautiful is is just is trustworthy righteous everything good that you can think of that is jesus christ living inside of us and we should represent that amen to that so because of jesus's sacrifice and since we have the Holy Spirit, God changes our heart and mind, which is repentance about sin, and we turn away from the things of this world. Repentance means to turn away from or to change your mind about something. So to change your mind about the way you're living. So I'll be honest, I used to not really follow the Christian life. I, I figured I was saved. And that was about it. I, I didn't really feel like I needed to go much further than that. I didn't feel prepared. Um, I didn't feel bold enough to go and live a life like that. Um, something clicked a couple years ago, and I decided this is this is it. That's this is what I want to do. I'm, I'm tired of living this way. Uh, I'm going to do this. Um, 
my mind was changed about sin. So I turned away from the things of this world, and I focused more on Christ. If I can do it, you can do it too. I used to really, really like to, to get drunk. I had a problem with alcohol. Um, you know, I'm, I'm human. Those, those things still come back and haunt me sometimes. But I love Jesus. I love him more than a temporary feeling. I love him more than the feeling I feel the next day, for sure. It's not any fun, guys. And I'm sure you know it. So just take my word for it, if you haven't already, and let's put our faith in Christ. Let's just give him a, a shot. Test it out. See what he has to offer you, and see if it's true. And I, I, I promise you, you won't be disappointed if you find the right sources and the right way to live this life and, are, and a good leader to lead you in the right direction. That's important. I pray that my listeners are a part of a good church, um, and if you're not, please find one that loves you, loves God, loves you, and will serve you. My, uh, my church does a 24-hour uh, hotline. They call them pastoral staffs who are literally, the pastoral staff is literally there to re, uh, for you to reach out and talk to them. They, they, they say that I am under their pastoral care. That is a good feeling for me because um, I grew up in a church where um, the preacher was someone who you looked up to for sure, but I, don't, I never really felt like he was someone who I could come to in confidence and wouldn't judge, I guess. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. I think, and uh, to know that I've got a crew of spiritual leaders in my life that are literally there to make sure that they take care of me and they take it seriously, that Jesus has put me under their, their watch, that means a lot to me. It means a lot to me for you to be taken care of. I hope that if you are listening to this, that these words from God will lift you up. You are loved. You are cared for. I'm here for you. I am praying for you. God wants good to come in your life. He's not promising it's always going to be great. But he sent Jesus Christ for us so that we could put our faith into him. He didn't say it was going to be easy. He said it was going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it on the other end. And Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So even if you feel as though he was never there from the beginning, he has been there. He has walked with you. Even if you've denied him in this life right now, it's not too late. He loves you. and He's there for you. And he knows what you're going through. All right, I've rambled enough. Okay, the enemy knows what is at stake when we decide to live life like this and has placed strongholds in our lives to hold us down. There is hope for us because we serve a mighty, mighty God. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-4 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. 
So, what are strong what strongholds do we face? Some examples: addiction, doubt, mental illness, envy, philosophies, reasoning, and the things that this world says that are untrue about God and Jesus Christ. So, those are things that we face with our in ourselves, strongholds within ourselves, and strongholds of people outside of, uh, of our uh, strongholds of our neighbors. And the Bible gives us words and faith and a hope to tear down those strongholds. It says that we take captive every thought and put it into submission to Christ. Paul was serious about it when he was talking about these things. He was going to war against Satan. Okay? It's serious. So put your faith in the Word. Study the Word. Learn it. Apply it to your life. And you will be able to tear down strongholds in your own life and in the lives of others and lift them up and have the abundant joy that Jesus promised you. Sometimes it's not always going to be easy. Sometimes you're not always going to have tons of joy. It's not always like, it's not, it's not like trust in Jesus and everything's going to be great and happy all the time. But you have a, the creator of existence on your side who, will, who is faithful and true to do what he said he would do, to tear down the strongholds in your own life. Sometimes I have to give mine up every day, every single day. It's exhausting sometimes. Sometimes I feel like Paul with saying, apparently this is just one of those thorns in my side that you've said, my power is, is greatest in weakness. That's fine. Now I can, like as Paul said, now I get to boast on the fact that I can lean on my Heavenly Father and He can be my strength. In my mind, I have a theory in my head that when I get to heaven, I will literally be able to look back and God will show me the times when it was Him giving me the strength, that it wasn't even my own strength. And I bet you it's most, most of the time. More often than not, I would be willing to bet that He is the source of my strength, pushing me through. I will go on. I will push through. No matter the, the consequence, no matter the obstacle, I will praise God. I will praise my King Jesus. So, you might be asking, well, how do we deal with these strongholds? By putting on the full armor of God. You knew I was going there. Ephesians 6, 14-17 says, Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. I love the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Take it up. That is your weapon. We don't use weapons like normal people. We use the word of God to attack the devil and take down his schemes and his strongholds that he's got in our lives and the lives of our brothers and sisters. We show them the right way, we and we love them. We love them. We don't love the sin. We we tell them there is a better life. There's a better life, and you can you know that this isn't gonna be 
this isn't going to end well for you. You know you're going to feel awful about this later on. Okay? You don't have to do that anymore. Give your faith, give your, your life over to Jesus and put your faith and your trust in Him and start living a life that represents Christ. So these verses are geared toward preparing believers for, for spiritual battles against the world and spreading the gospel. These can also be applied to ourselves to cleanse out what God doesn't want in us. I challenge you to memorize these verses. Memorize the word as best as you can. Find a way and then apply it to yourself. Look inward and let God work inside of you and dust out that house. Clear it out. You've got a lot of garbage and a lot of old furniture that you don't need in there anymore. You know, you've got some stuff in there that you're holding on to that you don't need and it's trash now and God says he's going to come in and he's going to it's cleaning day we're going to empty out this trash and then we're going to tidy it all up and it's going to look beautiful it's going to smell great we're going to mop we're going to clean we're going to spray down the windows no more dust we're going to be able to see outside we're going to let the air in it's going to be great and God's going to get you clean when you allow him to fill up inside your heart I know everyone's got a God-shaped hole inside all of us. I would tell you, let's get some stuff out of that heart so that that hole is a, is a lot bigger. I want, I won't even say a little bit bigger. That's what I'm inclined to say. That No, let's go a lot. Go big or go home, right? Let's make plenty of room for God. He should be the number one thing in our life. Jesus said, you must hate your mother and your father compared to how much you love him that's radical some people look at that and they're like what hold on what he's saying is the love that you have for jesus the love that you have for god must make everything else pale in comparison to his love put god first seek the kingdom of god and all these things will go and will will come to you Jesus was saying, if you seek the kingdom of God, then good things will can come to your life. You will feel the joy because you will be living for God. You will be working for God. And God is and God is faithful and true. Something one of the verses I love so much is Matthew 13, verse 44. And there is an app called Angel Studios app. And there is a movie on there that has a collection of short stories. It's like a anthology in some way, and it follows a certain uh, character. Um, it's like a um, it's like a a current version of the Axe is what it's supposed to be, and it follows, I believe, it's Luke in a modern day setting. It's really, really good. And they did this parable of Matthew thirteen verse forty four. I'll read it to you real quick. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. That's what the kingdom of heaven is like to Jesus. And I'm so glad because I overlooked that a hundred times whenever I've read through that. I'm so glad that they didn't and that they paid attention to that because they did a really, really wonderful job with showing this the story about a man who found a treasure box hidden inside a field and 
he does just this. He goes up to this farmer and it's like, is that land for sale? And the farmer's like, yeah, sure. The farmer is supposed to be God in the, in the, the short story on the show. And, um, he goes to back home and it's explains what he found to his wife. And she's like, I don't know. This sounds crazy. But he says, just trust me. And he takes her to, to the field and he shows it to her. And he's like, this is something really important. We, we need to do this. Um, we're going to sell everything so that we can buy this. And so they do. And they just take a leap of faith. The kingdom of heaven is a hidden treasure. And it, it takes a leap of faith. When you realize what that is, the, the goodness of it, the, the value that is heaven, that is knowing your true father. Your parents may have biologically conceived you, but God created you. He made that seed grow. He brought it to life and breathed breath into life into your lungs. He knows you best and he loves you he saw you as a before your mother even saw you he was he formed you in your mother's womb the, the bible tells us god loves us that kind of love is something to be treasured and sought after not hidden away inside our hearts eventually i'll get to that story that jesus talked about when the time is right but Right now, I just want to focus on the fact that heaven is like a, hit, a treasure hidden in a field. They say everything that you own on this in this life, if you could get rid of all of that to attain heaven, to obtain heaven, that would be worth it. But instead, if we can just not even worry about this life, to put our heart on God where we belong then we will have then we'll inherit his kingdom when we get to the other side and that'll be a wonderful day i believe that the life that jesus wants us wants to give us is a life full of joy abundant joy and that source of abundant joy is by knowing him and our abba and cleansing ourselves daily if needed so that we can become vessels for him to pour out the dishonorable things in our lives and he will fill us with his holy spirit and living water for the rest of the world to come and drink and never thirst again just to come and drink the cool water that is jesus christ and be refreshed by him renewed bathe in the water be baptized in the water of jesus christ i would be i i would ask that i just be dunked in it heck you could do what those roman or the russian orthodox people do dunk me three times if you need to i just want to feel christ's living water just rush all over me and i can drink it in and be filled with him let his spirit fill me up fill up this vessel and be truly be your tabernacle your temple let me walk in that i want you to walk in that and let the world spill spill that over and let the world come and drink live your life in such a way that people want to come and talk to you 
and find out what it is about you that's so different. Why do you have this peace? Why do you have this joy? What's, what do you have that, you're, that you can be so happy about? And then you can strike up a conversation. Well, I really, I'm a religious person, and, um, or I have a, a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, it's a, a really close one, and I don't really worry about what's going on uh, in, in the world because I know that it's all under God's control. So I have my days where I stress, but I have joy because I know it's, I know how it's all going to end. And then, you know, they might roll their eyes or they might go further. They might be uplifted. They might be a believer. They might be uplifted by that message. Or maybe they, they like that message. Maybe they're not a believer and they're like, you know what? That person's really cool. They have Jesus Christ in their heart and they, they're not afraid of professing him to the rest of the world. Guys, I'm not saying to do something that I haven't done before. I've talked to people about this and just explained to them, you know, I know I sound crazy, but Paul said, if I sound crazy, it's to their gain. And if I'm right, it's to, it's to God's glory. And so, yeah, maybe I sound nuts if I've, if I've spoken to people about my faith. It doesn't matter to me because they didn't make me. I don't, I'm not held accountable to them. I'm held accountable to my creator, but not them. So that's where my priority is going to be. I hope that that's where your priority is. Make him happy. Who cares about the rest? We need to make, make sure that they know who we belong to and live our lives accordingly in such a way that, they, that they're interested in that. That excites me. I like, I like the idea of living a life that we hold ourselves accountable that we hold our leaders accountable, that we don't settle for good enough or the, the lesser of two evils in this world. Demand good Christian leaders, good leaders that will look out for you, look out for, for others. Don't settle for someone who's, who's selfish and a leader. Settle for someone who is selfless and filled with the Holy Spirit. I think that's where we need to go in our lives. Maybe that's you. Maybe you need to be selfless. Maybe you need to lead people in, just, in such a way that they see a change in you. Let's empty ourselves. Let's fill ourselves up with the Holy Spirit. I promise you it'll be worth it. I know it. All right, everybody. Let's bow our heads and pray and close this up. Holy Spirit, I just want to take this time and thank you over and over again for filling us up with you, for emptying out all the bad and filling us up with your spirit, with your power and your love and your glory. I pray that those listening will go out and take care of one another. Seek the kingdom of God first and love one another and serve as Jesus served us and gave his life for us. Let's give our lives to you filled with your spirit and your love. Thank you, 
Father God, for what you've done for us. Thank you for setting us apart and that we're not unworthy vessels. And that we're set aside for special occasions. They were filled and were gold and silver. Thank you that the Bible tells us that as your creation, as the clay vessels or clay jars that we are, we don't look at you and tell you that you're doing it wrong. Who are we to tell you that? You look at us and you see something that is worthy of your love. That is a hard thing for some to live into. I pray that you help me to live into that so that I might set an example for my family, my children, and my friends and loved ones, for the listeners of this show that you've brought here to hear the message from this humble speaker. I pray that you just work in us. Because we are your worthy servants. We are worthy of your love and of your sacrifice. People who have done awful things and you still say, I'll die for them. I'll live a life as one of them. But I won't stop there. I'll, I'll be resurrected and I will bring them home to me. Thank you, Jesus, for that. My King and my God. Pray that you watch over them and bless them. These people who have come, your sheep, they know your voice. I know your voice. And pray a special blessing over everyone here. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so next week's song is Yet Not I by City of Light. And the, ver and the verse is John chapter 14, verse 6. I'm going to start a little series here, and I'm pretty excited about it. So I hope that you'll join me, and I hope that you all have a, a great time, <laughs> a great week. I'm sorry, great time. And please continue to pray for me if there's anything, and I mean this, guys, if there's anything that I can pray for you, please um, let me know in the comments. Uh, give me a, a like and a follow or whatever. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube uh, a little bit here and there. Um, I'm not technically savvy with all that stuff just yet, but I'm working on it. Um, but yeah, give me a follow if you if you want, if you like this message and you enjoy it. Um, if not, that's okay. As I said last week, I'm going to keep on doing me, and you keep doing you, and we'll keep praying for each other and lifting each other up. All right? All right, everybody. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.